Welcome to the FMCA Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, founder and CEO of FMCA. Along with a team of co-hosts, we'll be bringing you conversations that will inspire you and pique your interest in functional medicine health coaching, including the business side of coaching. I want to officially welcome you to a discussion on the future of health coaching. We have our amazing alumni panelists working as practicing coaches in a variety of different fields, including healthcare and corporate wellness and direct to consumer practice. And so we are absolutely just grateful and honored for our alumni presence today, and then also honored to be with all of you. Thank you for your time and, um, and spending it with us. So I am Elise Wagner. I'm the co-founder and the chief wellness officer for the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. And I am here with four of our amazing alumni that I would love to share and introduce you to. So let's get to that right now. What I'm going to do is introduce you to each of our alums. They're going to share uh, a mini you know, bio, a little bit about them. So we're going to start with Naomi. And Naomi is a part-time health coach. So Naomi, thank you so much and welcome. And would you love to share just a little bit about, about you? Yeah, thank you. Hi, I uh, appreciate being here. Um, my name is Naomi Jansen. I am a graduate of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy uh, from the March 2020 class. So uh, I began that journey during COVID, which was just such a blessing. And uh, I am located in uh, Manitoba, Canada. So I'm kind of in the rural area. Um, but yeah, it's uh, been a wonderful experience. Thanks. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. And I cannot wait to, as we dive into some of the questions. Um, and then we have Anne, Anne Pinchak from, uh, she's a virtual um, health coach working virtually with a provider. And so Anne, would you love to share a little bit about your yourself? Sure. I graduated from FMCA in March of 2022. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas and work uh, full-time both in the office and virtually. We do both. Wonderful, Anne. Thank you so much. And you are actually in the office today, I right? Am. This is the, this is our conference room. Awesome, awesome. It's beautiful. And um, I would also love to introduce you to Lois Payne. And Lois is our um, health coach that works with a provider on site in Idaho. So, Lois, would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Hi. Yes, I'm Lois, and I I'm in Boise, Idaho. I started working at this clinic when I graduated back in September of 2020. So it's been quite a journey here. I mean, just uh, the explosive growth and demand for this kind of medicine has just been incredible up here. So we kind of joke that we've been building the plane while we've been flying it. So <laughs> well, we really tested a lot of different things. So I'm, I'm excited to share some things with everybody. Yes, and I am so excited to hear from everyone here. It's, it's really exciting. And I know I've, I've been along the ride a little bit with you on your journey. So I'm excited to see where you're all at. Um, wonderful. And last but not least, we have Erica with us. And Erica is representing our corporate wellness space um, with Stellar Health. So Erica, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Erica. I graduated in September of 2020. Um, really fun time to be learning about health and wellness during the onset of the pandemic. And um, 
Yeah, I have been working in the corporate world for the last 15 years. And with my training in FMCA, I was able to work for Parsley Health, which is a really wonderful um, functional medicine, telemed now mostly telemedicine healthcare practice. And then last year, started my own business as a full-time integrative leadership coach, where I'm bringing more health and wellness into the corporate space, working one-on-one -on -one with clients and also with um, some corporate companies, Stellar Health being the largest. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. I'm super excited to hear more about each and every one of your journeys and where you're, where you're off to. And for those of you who are tuning in, please feel free to use the key Q and a, um, function of zoom. And if you have questions, we are going to be able for our panelists, uh, we're going to be able to get to those questions towards the end of the call. And if for whatever reason, we do not get to your question today, um, I will make sure to let you know how you can get your question answered because we are here to support you and guide you. Um, and then one more thing before we get into our questions, I would just encourage all of our guests today um, in the chat room to, or in the Q&A if you want, or the chat, please share an insight or something that you're just hoping to walk away with today, whether you're, you know, listening to glean some insights into what you can do as a certified health coach, or maybe you're just curious, you know, what kind of opportunities are out there? What kind of jobs, you know? are out there and um, let us know in the chat. And also feel free to let us know where you're at along the journey. Are you already a certified health coach? Are you looking for opportunities and jobs out there? Are you currently going through our program or a program, or are you currently um, an aspiring health coach looking uh, to see, you know, if this is the right path for you. So no matter where you're at on this journey, I just want to share that we are all here. Um, FMCA is a global uh, network full of amazing, amazing people just here to guide and support you. And um, you're not alone. I'm sure many of our alums uh, who were on this call today had very similar questions and thoughts going through their head as they were thinking about what am I going to do with this certification um, after I get done and how am I going to work in this field? So we are here to answer some of those questions for you. Um, and again, I just encourage you all to use the Q&A feature to submit your questions. And if we cannot get to your question, we will make sure um, we let you know how to connect so we can get to, to get answer your question appropriately. All right, so we're going to dig into um, the questions here. And the very first question, um, I'm going to start with Lois first. What is the mission of the company that you work for? Can you share a little bit about that? And to, and to the range we cover is from pediatrics all the way up to adults, women's health, men's health. And um, so and it's providing nutrition counseling and coaching and um, so it's to provide that and originally the model was um, insurance based and that was really um, intriguing to me so that we could actually uh, reach more people that that has been the tricky the tricky part but that was originally the the mission so yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing and Anne how about you what's the mission of your company uh, the mission of our company called hope for healing is to optimize the wellness and longevity of our patients and their families through root cause analysis and holistic care, physical, mental, and spiritual. Beautiful. So you're really encompassing the whole person. That's wonderful. Yes, Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you. And um, and Naomi, how about you? What is the, the mission of your company? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I'm self-employed and uh, my mission for my clients is just to uh, use the five modifiable lifestyle factors to support them in bridging the gap between where they currently are and where they aspire to be. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's exactly what a coach does. So wonderfully put. And Erica, how about you? What is the, the mission of your company? Yeah. The mission of my business is um, helping new and rising leaders in the corporate world shift out of survival mode and burnout so that they can really reclaim their well-being um, and thrive as conscious leaders. And I do that by helping them shift the paradigm of, of how they're defining success from what it looks like on the outside um, to how it really feels on the inside and harnessing their, their well-being as a cornerstone of their success. Wow. Love that. And it's so, so needed, especially, you know, all across the board. And it sounds like each of you, right, are representing different areas, um, different populations, right, of, of people, of um different, just different disease states and et cetera, that need support. So thank you all for sharing that. And one of the things obviously that's near and dear to, to our heart um, is our mission is FMCA's mission, which is to make personalized wellness a reality for the world. And each and every one of you are are doing that through, you know, your own communities and how you're practicing um, and coaching in the world. And so I just want to um, underscore that the mission I think is, is so helpful to have as a 30,000 foot view kind of, you know, guiding the way. And, um, I know that FMCA is really supportive of our industry, our colleagues, um, our graduates and our potential students, just overall our, our community, um, because the healthcare industry is really transforming because of you. Um, and how you're taking your unique skills and your unique tools and your passion and really pairing that with, um, you know, some of your previous skills and tools and how you're uh, creatively integrating that into what you're doing today. Um, so I know that everyone here um, at FMCA and all of our graduates um, are absolutely dedicated to supporting the growth of this industry moving forward. So thank you. And the missions really make that not possible. So the second question that I have for you is how does health coaching really fit into your environment? Um, so I'd love to hear, Anne, um, yeah, how does health coaching fit into, into this environment, into your mission that you have? Well, we, it, it really is the health coaches here at this practice are really central to it. They, um, they are the first contact with the client, with the patient, and then go through all the way with them. And so for, for the, health, the health coach really is the key that guides the patient through the mental, the physical, and the spiritual from the very beginning to, through the end. And it's a year-long program here, and we start with a living matrix interview that is their roadmap that is really guided by the health coach. Yeah, that's beautiful. You guys are really the, the frontline, um, you know, people and that support system all the way through. So wonderful. And, and Lois, how about you? 
Oh, it's fitting in is this is a collaborative care team here. And so it's working with providers and with nutritionists and, and me as the health coach to um, move them towards their vision, you know, move them towards their optimal health. So it's, it's a team model where we communicate and um, um, just uh, approach it that way as a, as a team. Beautiful. And I, then I, we're going to get into this a little bit deeper because I really want to be able to kind of pull this out and, and paint a picture of what a, a day in the life looks like. So we're, we're almost there. Um, very, very exciting. Erica, how about you? How does coaching fit into, into your environment? Yeah. I mean, working in the corporate world myself for 15 years and working with clients now, the, the like through line for everybody is stress. And there's just this vicious cycle that leads to exhaustion, fatigue, burnout, chronic stress, and all the physical symptoms that come along with that, that impact these, our leaders' ability to perform, to show up, and to sustain their energy to, to lead their teams. Um, and so the, my FMCA training really is sort of like helps identify what some of the underlying root causes are of that stress. Um, helping to work with their patterns and behaviors and start to make changes where they can really integrate their, their work. I talk about work-life integration, not work-life balance, because it really is bringing both together um, so that they can feel fully nourished and resourced and thrive as leaders and then set that new example for their teams. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. That's, you know, and what I want to underscore with that is that, um, you know, you're the, the catalyst to really empowering these people, all of you are the catalyst to empowering the people who you're supporting um, to live, you know, healthier, happier lives. And then they are role models to, you know, their community, their family, their teams, right? It's just a, a beautiful ripple effect that's, that's occurring. So thank you so much, Erica, for sharing that. And Naomi, how about you? How does health coaching fit into, into your environment? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, my business is just health coaching. Uh, I come from a background of being a caregiver. And so um, I've spent about 15 years uh, watching people try to manage their life and have a healthy life or struggle with their, um, their habits and this and that. So um, yeah, it's just, it's perfect in the way that I can now provide the people around me with some tools and some skills to motivate them to really take their health into their own hands, uh, which is something that I personally had to do uh, when, you know, the medical model wasn't really supporting what I needed and wasn't helping me be my best self. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and for all of you listening, um, what I think is so interesting about hearing from our alums and our panelists here is that the different environments that everyone is really working in, it's really diverse. I always kind of say, I don't think there is one space that you can't bring your health coaching skills or tools or resources into. I think every area, um, whether it's corporate or, you know, if you're working on your own, or if you are working within some sort of a hospital system or a medical community, you can bring these coaching skills um, anywhere and everywhere to support uh, and really advocate for your clients, right? Moving them forward. Um, and I'm really proud to say that the training that we offer at FMCA prepares for this wide range of, of applications. So thank you all for, for sharing. So 
This is a question we get all of the time, especially from prospective students who are looking at becoming a coach or, you know, they might be career changing and they might be thinking, you know, I really have this passion for coaching, but I'm not quite sure if I'm going to be able to do this. So I would love to hear from each and every one of you, um, you know, what credentials are required for your current position? Um, because a lot of people, I think, well, I've heard, are they think that they need, you know, a background in uh, health and, and all of that, or um, they need different degrees. So I would love, um, Anne, if you would start us off, what, what credentials were required for your current position? A, co a coaching certification is really it. They um, prefer actually M FMCA, but any coaching uh, certification and life, just life skills, having lived life. Wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, thank you. And Lois, how about you? Um, what we require is the FMCA um, the Nabiquick and the HeartMath certification. But mm -hmm. honestly, the most important thing is just get a lot of experience. And so uh, for all of you out there that are, are just graduating, just, just coach, just get really good at coaching. That's what we want. We want a good coach. So want a good coach. Yeah. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And Lois, if we could expand a little bit on that, what would you say? Like, how did you get some of your experience once you graduated the program? What was that like for you to get get some experience underneath your belt? Well, I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm a ICF credentialed coach and I've been coaching for about seven years before I, I added the functional medicine part. And so what I learned from all that, because I remember being brand new to coaching back in 2014, and, and the two things that were most helpful was, you know, coach anybody that, that will let you you know, just coach, trade with other coaches, coach, 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 and then also stay connected to a coaching group. And those, those things will just kind of build you as a coach. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and your experience as well. Um, and Erica, how about you? Um, credentials wise, I mean, the way that I've sort of crafted my, my, role right now based on the experience that I had. And so for me, I had, um, you know, I graduated from undergrad and I had 15 years of corporate experience and I was a leader on teams myself. I experienced all of the pain and struggle and pitfalls <laughs> that I now help guide people through that I really wish I had. Um, so, you know, that was sort of just my professional experience and then my FMCA certification. Um, and that's, that's really all the credentials that you need. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. And um, Naomi, how about you? Yeah, I love this question. Um, so when I was thinking about what to do with the next stage in my life, I connected with you, Elise. And uh, I remember just struggling with, you know, oh, should I, I like, I don't have a psychology degree or a nutritional degree or any of these things. And uh, you highlighted that um, you don't need those things. And most people aren't even really needing that information. They need a guide. They need someone to support them and to help them create um, a life that they want. So um, obviously the FMCA uh, certificate of completion is, is key in helping you understand how to communicate with people. 
Um, I would also say uh, the character strengths of love of learning and social intelligence would be kind of um, not credentials, but very helpful. Uh, a, a lot of curiosity and the desire to, um, to guide and support others around you, which is what I've been doing for many years uh, unofficially, and now I can do it officially, so. Yeah, yeah, and I, I for anyone listening, thank you so much, Naomi, just for your authenticity um, and sharing, sharing that. And I do remember our call, and I have many calls. I have the privilege and honor of speaking with many, many um, prospective students and many students who are now graduates of the program, and it's just beautiful and amazing to see how um, you know, the journey and the transformation. But as you can hear from our graduates who are out there working in the field, um, I haven't heard any, I mean, yes, some of you are coming to the table with uh, degrees and, and all that, but that wasn't needed necessarily for your position. Um, and so if you have a question or if you're curious or you're wondering, you know, gosh, what is that gonna look like for me? Um, I would just encourage you to reach out. I am happy to have a conversation with you and support you along um, and really demystify what that journey looks like um, towards becoming a functional medicine certified health coach and really um, just pursuing your passion. So thank you everyone for, for sharing. Okay, so this is the question I'm sure that is on everyone's mind, um, which is what does your day to day workflow look like? And I would really love for you to paint us, um, a real picture of what it looks like for each and every one of you, you know, from when you, you know, uh, when you wake up in the morning to, to when you kind of close out your day. Um, so I'm going to start with Anne, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and, and share. So just to give you a picture of our office, there are two physicians and four nurse practitioners. So we are uh, all working together as a team. And in many functional medicine practices, the doctors became uh, functional medicine docs because they were burned out from regular medicine. And then functional medicine docs get burned out because people can finally talk to them and they you know, the appointments go on long and they get these long, long waiting lists. So we had an 800 person waiting list. And so working with Kara Ware, who's a graduate of the FMCA, they completely restructured the program. And the way it works is a client comes in and sees the health coach first, they do the living matrix, and then they um, meet with the provider do genetics testing, and then we walk with them for one year. So what a day in, in my life looks like is we do both group coaching with an eight-week program that takes people through mindset because there's a certain mindset involved in healing. We also do one-on-one -on -one with individuals, and then we have packages. So I'll often do the 15 minute introductory call, and then we'll do the foundation calls, and then we'll do the, um, you know, follow up uh, appointments. And so that lasts for a year. So for, you know, in a day, I may be doing some welcome calls, or I may be doing a living matrix foundation call, or I may be doing a follow up call. And then there's a uh, there's eventually we will have group appointments so that people learn as a group from each other. So that's, that's a day. And the doctors, um, you know, see the hardest of the hardest cases. They do 
they do genetics testing uh, to tie in specific treatments for your genetics. They do Lyme, mold, autism, pans, pandas, hormonal. And so I get to see everything and I'm learning every day, cutting edge in the field. And mm -hmm. so it's fun. That's wonderful. And can you, it sounds like you are learning the love of learning, right? And, and that's continuing every day. And it sounds like you're also providing an array of different services that really meet your clients where they're at and support them with their needs. Um, and can you share a little bit more about what that, you know, that collaborative model, how are you communicating within your teams? Um, you know, how do you communicate with the different practitioners on the team? And then how do you communicate back with your clients? Okay. Well, first, um, when we do the welcome call and the introductory call, there are care paths. So there's the functional medicine path for adults. There's the autism path uh, for children. And so depending on the path depends how they go. So mm -hmm. after they see us, we, um, we will, uh, there's a provider depending on the path. So we connect them to the provider, we have the foundation call, and then we hand them uh, off to genetics testing. And from there it goes to the provider. So we have a portal um, that allows us to communicate with the providers and with the patient. And um, we communicate all the time. We have training sessions. And so for the providers, it takes a lot of the load off them because we can deal with a lot of the emotional stuff and we can set people up. Once they've met with the provider, we have a 30 minute call to say, okay, they've prescribed this, this, and this. What does it look like in your life? So we walk them through their life and what's doable. And then we communicate that with the provider. Wonderful. Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of communication back and forth. And everyone seems to be on the same page as you're supporting this person as they're moving forward. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, and Lois, would you mind sharing a little bit about your workflow and a day in the life? Okay. So um, I'm in a, in a big clinic. We've got 18 providers and a lot of staff. And um, so what I do, and honestly, it's been so fun creating this because um, we've just developed, I've been able to develop content for education, work with patients one-on-one -on -one or in groups, we've developed programs. So a day would be, you know, meeting with patients one-on-one, -on -one, following up with them, maybe on, on what the pers per, uh, was being prescribed for them with the provider. But also what we have found, and this speaks to Erica's point, um, so many people have such a high stress load right now. So we really have to address that first. So then when Anne's talking about mindset as well, this is a really key piece. And so I find that a lot of my day is working with people and giving them a tool to help them manage their stress load. Heart math has been that for us. It's incredible. And um, so I, I really recommend um, it's not it's not that um, expensive of training to add on to what you're doing because it really does give people a way to build resiliency. So there's that. We've been building programs. Um, like We've got a six-week program that's been hugely successful where we walk patients through with um, lifestyle and nutrition. So I do it with the nutritionist and they get to do it with people. And this has been a key thing. We do it in person. 
you know, through COVID, we were doing it um, virtually and in person. That was a little tricky. And that, com that community piece, that relationship piece on the bottom of the matrix is so important. So whenever we can bring people in on, per on in person, we do. And that's, that's kind of key to the success of that. So we do that, um, develop classes around the topics at the bottom of the matrix and, and uh, work with that either virtually or in person, but you know, things like sleep and stress and nutrition, um, you know, all of those things. That bottom of the matrix is key. You know, that, that is the thing. And then the center of the matrix, which is body, mind, spirit, you know, it's all of this that's kind of wrapped up in the coaching. So that's my day. Oh, the other thing that is part of my day is we've started an employee wellness uh, program. And I'm thrilled about that because what we've realized with the growth that we've had is that a lot of people that come to work here in the front staff, you know, the, the appointment and, and uh, MAs, they may not have a background in functional medicine. So what we really believe is that if you work here, you should be happier and healthier for it. And so we're starting to share all this knowledge about the bottom of the matrix and things with employees as well. So here's my day. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And if you could just expand a little bit, can you talk um, about a couple things? Can you talk about how you communicate? What does that communication look like? between, you know, how many health coaches do you guys have there? Um, and it sounds like you've got quite a number of providers as well. And then how many clients are you currently working with uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? And for how long approximately do you see your clients for? Okay, that's a lot of questions. So tell me if I'm, <laughs> I'm getting all of them. I will. Um, I, I found that an hour, 45 minutes to an hour was great, especially with educating with heart math because I felt like it was really important for them to experience it. And so I built my day um, on an hour schedule. That gives me a little flexibility to run over if I need to. I'm really good at holding that time. And that's another skill everybody really needs to get good at is keep to your time um, and, and guide the session that way. And so um, 45 minutes to an hour works great. I did find that when I was doing back-to-back, -back, when we first started, and I was doing those uh, kind of uh, welcome calls, and there were 20 minutes, and I was doing 15 of those a day, and then charting at night, that was pretty unsustainable. So that aspect that we were trained in and gathering yourself and having time to do that, that I have built into my day. And so... Um, all right. What were some of the other questions, Elise? Other questions were like approximately how many people are you seeing on a daily basis? Okay, so I can see seven a day. So that's one-on-one. So I can see a lot more if we do it in group. Okay. And then how, thank you for answering that. And then what does it look like from the communication piece? How are you communicating within your teams and with your clients? Well, communicating with clients, that's education. And then that's that's the beautiful coaching conversation, right? This is a really key thing though. And this is what we have had to educate providers. The communication part is educating with providers so that they know what we're doing in a coaching session. A lot of them have not um, had experience with that. And so it's really hard for them to just turn, turn it over to a coach or a coach. So you really have to build trust that way. Now, at first it was, you know, they didn't, they didn't know me that well. They didn't know what coaching was and what I could do. I've had to educate them. Now it's like, just go see Lois. 
just go see Lois, you know, but I would really prefer it if they're actually setting it up better. You need coaching. This is a long-term agree. This is a long-term relationship, you know, plan to be doing this for four, three, four, five, six months, because it's not a one and done. It's not like you have your first piano lesson and then you're supposed to be a concert pianist develop this relationship it's about moving you forward and if they would set that up that way and that's what we've been trying to you know get them to communicate then when they come to a coaching um, their first coaching session they realize that it's going to be some work on their end the the other part about communication is that they are coming a lot of patients are coming from a medical medical experience where they were told what to do and so they're coming here, they know that they want something different, but they don't really realize that it's going to involve them doing a lot of stuff. So uh, at first, they're just wanting to be told what to do. Tell me what to do. And so I have to educate them on how to be coached. So that's a big key part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like communication, kind of setting the scene and the expectations, not just for your clients, but also for the, the providers and the practitioners as well. And um, in a little bit, we're going to talk about uh, one of the key um, alumni program features that we have, which is our coaching advancement initiative with the Institute for Functional Medicine um, that some of you have actually participated in. So thank you for sharing that, Lois. I really appreciate that. And um, Anne, I wanted to pop back over to you and just ask you really quickly about how many people you see on a daily basis. Well, it's going to depend. We The welcome calls are 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so we can do, you know, uh, but we have time for charting. And uh, so I would say for those I could see, you know, you know, five or six, if it's, and, and then there's time for having group. And then if it's an hour call, so it, it kind of varies day to day. And then there's also meetings with the staff. So I can't say, you know, sticks every day because mm -hmm. it, it varies but um you know if they're welcome calls maybe four in the morning and then maybe two in the afternoon if they're the longer foundation calls um, so wonderful yeah thank you for sharing um we're gonna head over to erica so erica can you share with us a little bit about a day in the life and what that looks like yeah. Um, so as a newish entrepreneur, my days look so different than they did when I was actually working in a corporate context. Um, and what's cool about that is I get to design it in a way that really works for me and my energy. So I try to start my day doing the things that I know will set me up for success. Um, so not every single day, but as much as I can, I really love to start with a 20 minute meditation and then taking a walk outside. And I know that that combination just sort of like helps me settle my mind and then just get my body moving, get some sunshine. That's how I feel set up for a great day. And so I can set up my schedule to start at 10 a.m. if I want, if I need like some morning time. Um, so the beauty of running your own, your own business as a coach. Um, and then I have a combination of seeing clients um, in one-on-ones. Um, I also have a similar, right now I'm doing three-month programs and we start with a 90-minute deep dive foundation session where we really go into their history, both from a a business and leadership standpoint, but also from a health and well-being standpoint, because the, the goal is, as I said, is to really like blend and merge those two together so that we're taking care of the whole person. 
Um, I also work with um, corporate teams and, and building a team training program that integrates mindfulness and um, holistic well-being and conscious leadership. So um, I'll be running that for my first cohort of 10 managers starting in the next week or two. Um, and then, you know, as an entrepreneur, I also have a lot of the other tasks that, you know, you, you do it all. So all of the administrative invoicing and billing and emails, and um, I had to create a website. So there's been a lot of learning and um, a lot of different tasks that I haven't done before, but I've slowly over time been able to figure it out. So right now, every day looks a little bit different, but combination of those things. Wonderful. Yeah, that it definitely is uh, a little bit of a different world being kind of your own boss. But one of the things I heard you say that I just want to highlight is that, you know, as and I think every one of you probably do this, right, is that you lead yourself first by really taking care of yourself, um, yeah. practicing what you preach, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, really being that role model. And it sounds like that really sets you up for your day and for yeah. success. Yeah, I got it. We have to walk our walk. It's the only way, especially what, what I'm teaching is, you know, how do you, how do you become a sustainable leader? And I have to do that myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to head over to Naomi. Naomi, can you share with us, walk us through a day in your life? Uh, yeah. Like, so as with uh, the others, it's varies depending on what I have going on. Um, I'm only taking on like a few clients at a time. So um, my workflow could be hosting a coaching session, either in person or uh, through video conferencing, um, uh, educating myself on uh, what I'm continuing to learn about through functional medicine, um, you know, constructing social media posts and engaging with uh, potential clients on social media. Um, and also just educating random people about what a coach is. Cause it's so brand new in, in the, I guess the mindset of society that you kind of have to really, um, you just have to tell people what it is and kind of like get them curious about it and inspire even curiosity in my clients. Um, just like, uh, some of the other ladies shared there, um, they, they are often expecting for you to just give them this plan and they'll just try to follow it. And that's the paradigm that we're trying to shift away from, right? Like what was going to work for you specifically, what individual um, choices and lifestyle factors are going to work for you. It, it's not going to be the same for me or Billy or Joey or whoever. Right. So um, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of my life and my lifestyle. And I love that because it, um, I get to, you know, keep learning and I love learning and I love, um, you know, finding out new information. And then I get to share that with the people that are just starting their learning journey. So it's a really cool way to connect with people. Um, and then it feeds my own purpose in life, which is to be of service to, uh, to my community. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and can you share a little bit about maybe how many clients you might see in a day or um, in a week and how you are personally, you know, communicating with them? Because I know there's a lot of different types of platforms that you can use. You don't have to use a platform. So would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I, I tend to do email or text messaging with clients. I'm really only taking on maybe two or three clients a month. And then that may extend longer, right? This is like a, 
it's a long-term project working with a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I typically try to leave it to one client a day, maybe two if, um, if that's what works for everybody. Um, and then I, you know, I use Instagram. I, I'm, I don't love the social media world. Uh, I'm not involved in it personally. I'm doing it as a business thing. So I've chosen to, uh, to promote myself and, and represent myself on that platform just cause it, uh, it works with my, <laughs> my brain and how I like to look at things and it's not too distracting and that. So I don't know if that fully answers your question, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you can kind of see, there are a ton of different ways that you can really set up your day-to-day, you know, workflow and what works for you or what works in the type of business setting that you you're in. Um, and there's also a myriad of different responsibilities, depending on if you are a entrepreneur or a solopreneur, if you're working within, um, a clinic or a wellness center, et cetera. So um, yeah, thank you everyone for sharing what that looks like in your, in your everyday life. And I'd love to move to our next question. And this is kind of our final question before we go into some of the Q and A for the day. Um, But this is one of my favorite questions because I know that most people, most everyone, I don't want to make a generalizing statement, but I just did. Uh, Most people don't get into coaching for necessarily the money. They do it because it brings them um, just immense joy and they do it because they want to serve and they want to support. And many people um, have been through their own personal journey of getting well and finding functional medicine through their own um, pain and struggles. And so I know that so many of you have walked uh, a similar journey. And like you said, you want to be of service. You want to pay it forward. You want to support and educate others. So I would just love to hear from each and every one of you. Um, We're going to start with Naomi first, Uh, but what brings you joy in this position? Yeah, so I kind of answered that, I guess, in my previous answer, but um, just being of service to others. Uh, I've been a caregiver. I've had my own struggles with um, severe anaphylactic reactions and trying to navigate that through Western medicine. Uh, And it wasn't until I shifted into a completely different lifestyle that that was now manageable and kind of uh, in the past, right? I still deal with allergies, but I know how to deal with them now, right? So um, just being able to share my, my experience and, and inspire others that are, you know, really out of answers and lost and not knowing where to go. And uh, so being able to coach has just improved not only um, you know, how I can help my clients, but how I can communicate with my family, with people around me, with, um, my partner's daughter, you know, there's just, it, it's been life transform, transformational. And I'm very blessed to have chosen the school. Well, thank you. And yeah, there's a certain level of compassion and empathy that that brings to you as well. When you've had an experience like that. And you can certainly understand what someone else is, is going through. And that's really, truly um, scary. And also what you went through, it sounds like yeah. also a gift that you are able to pass that on. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. For sharing you can that. find value in anything you've been through. You just have to kind of wait and, and dig into it a little deeper. So it's yeah, awesome. beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. 
And how about you? What is, uh, what's, what brings you joy? Okay, well, I've got to be honest. I feel like my whole life has led to this. I love health coaching, but specifically what brings me joy, um, I love learning from the providers. I learn that certain genetic SNPs mm determine what diet is best for you and what supplements are best for you. Um, I also learned seeing the aha moments from the patients, the clients. Um, just yesterday, I was going through the things that can cause inflammation with, a, you know, with people from emotional stress to dietary to hidden inflammation from pathogens, parasites, fungus, and then financial stress. And, and, um, he said, you mean it's not my fault that maybe I've got a tick bite or I've been exposed to mold and I could just see his whole being change. And then somebody else, I was going through the timeline and they, their daughter had died and their husband got cancer afterwards. So I, I wonder if that's related. And I'm like, you know, this is so cool. And then the final thing that brings me joy is the collaboration with others in the office because we're all committed to this and I'm the oldest one in the office and there's so many diverse people from different backgrounds from, you know, uh, young people thinking about going to medical school or somebody who's um, just had a baby. And so I like all of that stuff. It brings me joy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can feel when you, when you're chatting about this and talking about what's bringing you joy, I can feel the joy it's, it's palpable. So thank you um, for sharing that. Erica, how about you? What brings you joy? I've been thinking about how to answer this. Cause I feel like there's so many layers um, on like the macro level. It brings me joy to feel like I'm making a difference in healing like toxic patterns of the corporate world that I've experienced that I've seen so many leaders and peers experience around me. So to feel like I'm kind of part of a revolution of reclaiming our well-being and, and bringing that into a central part of how we lead gives me so much meaning and joy. Um, and then on the more micro level, it really is like seeing those shifts that my clients make. And when they expand their possibilities or they set a healthy boundary or they just realize that they, they have agency in their lives and in their careers. They don't have to sacrifice themselves to be successful. Like seeing that shift over time is like everything. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for leading that and, and spearheading that and really supporting people on that journey. That's yeah. I can tell that that brings you a lot of joy. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> And it also helped heal me, like being part of FMCA. When I started, I was still in a corporate job in a pandemic, experiencing a lot of burnout myself. And so I remember hearing this, like probably in our intro, like we're client number one yeah. for ourselves, right? And all of the tools that I learned, I absolutely apply for myself. So that's been another, another, you know, life-changing part of FMCA. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And Lois, how about you? What brings you joy? We joy just being able to connect with the patient like that on this deeper level. Um, actually, no conversation. Um, well, conversations in general changed when I learned coaching. It's just you can take it to that beautiful, deeper place, you know, 
And so just being able to connect with patients that way, that brings me so much joy. I get lost in it. I just, um, yeah, there's the, the big view of, you know, helping the world and then this, the tinier view of just helping that person. But we're making a difference. This is amazing. And I feel so blessed and lucky that this is my job to help people like this. That brings me joy. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I've got kind of chills as you're sharing that. Um, what a amazing, yeah, position to have, right? Is that you get to be in a state of flow, it sounds like, and um, feel joy and, and passion and support others on their healing journey. So it's just super inspirational. Thank you all for sharing. Um, and that's what it sounds like each and every one of you are doing. You're serving first and foremost. And person by person, conversation by conversation, question by question, even the space that you hold for your clients is literally making the world a little bit better and brightening the future. And you're all helping to empower people to find their path forward. Um, so thank you so much for sharing what brings you joy. And there's nothing uh, more that, that brings me joy is to hear from our alum and our grads that they're working and that they're actually utilizing the skills and tools that they're learning and they're actually coaching and um, just shining their light out in the world. Um, so thank you all for, for sharing that and for really having this, this global reach. So with um, a little bit of the time that we have left, we are going to take a couple questions from um, those who are have posted questions. So I am just, uh, forgive me, as I just look through the chat for a quick second and grab a question. I, all right, I've got the first question here. So this is gonna be kind of popcorn style, but Anna, Anna writes, can you share a little bit of the limits and the benefits of virtual and in-person coaching from those who do both? So um, perhaps Anne or Eric, anyone can answer. So feel free to unmute and you can go ahead and answer this question. Anne, would you like to give it a shot? Uh, sure. There are oh. benefits to both. There's a certain energy in person. However, if you're virtual, you get to be in your house, you're in your environment. Um, and so the person doesn't have to travel. The other thing is like we work with the Living Matrix software system and I can bounce from their matrix, expand it, play with it. And they don't see that kind of back end work virtually they can, you know, I can show them their timeline. I, I really love both. I think there's a role for both and, and we do both. Absolutely. Yep. And I, I, I agree. go ahead, Lois. Mm -hmm. Both. There's benefits to both where I found a real challenge was doing both at the same time. <laughs> and that's hard. So one or the other, but I think they're both really effective. Yeah, absolutely. Naomi, would you like to share? Yeah, um, I think the benefit of virtual is that your location is not limiting your ability to connect with someone that you maybe wouldn't be able to see um, otherwise. Um, and then, you know, as um, Anne said there, there is like, I don't know, I, I'm a hugger, I'm a per people person. So to be able to be in the same room with someone, I think that builds a different kind of connection but I wouldn't say that it is, um, it's not worth doing video. It's just a different style and a different option. You know, I've connected with people 
in the States, uh, in other provinces, even uh, one lady in India and stuff. So it's really cool to be able to kind of like reach out beyond where you are, uh, especially uh, in the pandemic and all of everything we were going through. It, it gives you an avenue to still be able to coach and connect with people. So yeah, there's benefits to both. Yeah, absolutely. That connection is, is huge. Erica, would you like to add anything? Sure, yeah, I'm 100% I'm virtual and I was an East Coaster. I'm now a West Coaster. And what's really nice is the there actually is more time flexibility when you're virtual. So my afternoon is East Coast evening time. And it, it just has really actually worked out to be um, just provide a lot of flexibility for myself and my clients. You're not you know, geographically dependent. And I'll also just say on a personal note, I, I'm social, but I'm also an introvert. And so for me to actually like have a little, like be in my own space and still be able to meet with clients and have that interaction. And then when it's over, I'm like back in my own private space, I find really works well for me. Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. And um, I think there's a lot of benefits and lifestyle benefits as well to, to coaching, right? You can really make it fit to, to what's going to work best for you. Um, Lori asks a question and whoever wants to, to share this, um, feel free to, you know, just go ahead and pop in. But she's asking, how do you find clients? I can answer that one. Okay, go for it. Um, so it's, it can be, it can feel a little challenging at first. I participated in two rounds of the elimination diet training through the alumni program, which was really, really helpful to be given a handful of clients to start to practice and feel comfortable. And that really just boosted my confidence. Um, but then when I actually launched my business, I was like, well, how do you how do you find them? How do you attract them? Um, and so some of it is really tapping into your network. A lot of my clients are former colleagues of mine or have been introduced through colleagues of mine. So like tapping into your network, asking for connections um, and then social media. And similar to what Naomi was saying, I wasn't super active in social media, but I've really made it a point to just be present and share educational information and personal stories on both Instagram and LinkedIn, where my target audience spends the most time. Um, and so just by sharing and offering value, I've had a lot of people contact me through those platforms. That's wonderful. And while you're still unmuted, would you mind sharing a little bit about your experience with, you had said the elimination diet. And so this is the coaching advancement initiative that we have at FMCA and our collaboration partner, the Institute for Functional Medicine, where our graduates, um, such as Erica, they get connected with um, an IFMCP. So a certified practitioner or excuse me, and a functional medicine practitioner that's going through or starting their certification um, through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And so can you share a little bit about that experience and um, what you learned, what you took away, how, how that went? Yeah, it was, it was truly like such a gift to be, to have that, you know, curated in such a um, sort of like low stakes, but high impact way. So we were given um, a lot of tools and resources on the elimination diet as FMCA graduates. And then we were paired, I think I had two or three um, practitioner clients. Well, they were clients, I shouldn't air quote them. They were actual clients going through their own, FM, their own functional medicine training. And um, we had five sessions where we went through 
the elimination diet protocol and setting them up for success and how to prepare and then guiding them through checking in throughout the program and then wrapping up and kind of um, excavating the learnings and the experience and any food triggers that they discovered. So it was a really very real world practical application of our training. Um, and having also gone through it multiple times and worked with multiple clients, you see how it really, you really have to tailor your coaching approach to the person in front of you. And so that was really my first taste of what that felt like um, in a real world scenario. But you know, the, the practitioner knew that I was a newer coach and it just, it felt like a very safe place to practice and, um, and really stretch our skills. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I um, can only imagine that the practitioner was able to really see the value of your, you know, as a coach of a coach, what, what you do and how you do it and, um, how you're able to support that person. So thank you for, for elaborating a little bit. Yeah, and, um, we have one more question and I'm going to, um, throw this on over to, to Anne. And this question is from Lori and she says, most job listings want a quote unquote experienced health coach as a new graduate. How do you get that experience? Well, and how do you answer yeah, that? Great question. I started out, I was doing a little bit uh, on my own and um, I joined, like I was very interested in Alzheimer's, so I joined Dale Bredesen, I was going to join Dale Bredesen's program and he has a certification, then you get listed on his site. I have multiple sclerosis and I was listed with Terry Wall, so I got uh, clients like that, but I didn't have much experience at all when I got this job. I, and. I just got my resume. I did it with ZD, which was really helpful and it was colorful. And I posted my resume on the FMCA site and on LinkedIn. And I was contacted by an employer um, because FMCA and health coach graduates are in demand. And so if uh, I was just contacted and that's how I got the job, I didn't have years of experience. So you don't have to. Thank you, Anne. And Anne, if you wouldn't mind for everyone who is on the call, um, if you could share that resource of the resume writer in the chat, that would be wonderful. Sure. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing that. And for those of you who still have questions and we didn't get to, your, to answer your questions, um, what I would invite everyone to do is um, to feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to admissions at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Um, we're happy to answer your questions. I just want to say thank you so much on behalf of everyone here at FMCA for joining us, taking some time out of your day, asking questions, listening, and just being a part of this amazing community. We are absolutely here to support and guide you on your journey towards becoming a functional medicine certified health coach. So if you would like to continue the conversation, please reach out to admissions at functionalmedicinecoaching.org and we look forward to staying connected. Thank you so much. And I also wanted to share that if you are a, an aspiring health coach and you're looking to start a program, our program is, uh, we are enrolling for our September, 2022 class Thanks right now. And when you do enroll, you can use a special code, which is my career week. Want to learn more and you'll be able to receive 15% off of our senior tuition through July 8th. Again, to continue that conversation, just reach out. You can call us or email us and we will support you. Thank you so, so much. And I am just, again, honored and grateful to be here with you all. Thank you.
Thank Take you. Care. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.